Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, it's David Rind. You may have heard me on five things before. I wanted to drop in here to tell you about one of our other podcasts. It's called Tug of War. And over there, we're posting daily updates on the war in Israel. Each episode, I talk to a CNN reporter who is on the ground in Israel. I think it's been really helpful to get their perspective on what they're seeing up close and how it fits into the bigger picture. So we're going to play our latest episode right now, right here, so you can get a taste and just search Tug of War wherever you listen and follow the show to get our daily updates. All right, here is Tug of War. It can be hard to stomach some of the images and stories coming out of Israel and Gaza right now. It's really disturbing, but it's important to document what's happening there. Even now, some of that terror is coming into sharper focus. According to the Israel Defense Forces, the death toll has risen past 1,200 in Israel, and the Palestinian Ministry of Health says over 1,000 people have been killed in Gaza. On Wednesday, an Israeli government spokesperson said, Babies and toddlers were found in a southern Israeli kibbutz over the weekend with their heads decapitated. Hamas denies targeting children, but it's this kind of accusation that has so many Jews around the world comparing this to historical acts of evil. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said as much on a call with U.S. President Joe Biden on Tuesday. We were struck Saturday by an attack whose savagery I can say we have not seen since the Holocaust. So what do Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders have in mind for a response? Today, a look at how moves inside Israeli parliament could reverberate across the region. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Today, I'm talking with CNN's Hadass Gold. She's based in Jerusalem for us. So not only does she cover this region day in and day out, she lives there. This is playing out right in her backyard. We spoke on Wednesday evening, Israel time. What exactly happened with the Israeli government today? Yeah, this was a, first of all, obviously a complete surprise attack Saturday morning. I don't think anybody woke up in the country expecting this to happen. I thought I was going to be going to the beach with my family. And instead, we had air raid sirens uh, in Jerusalem and across the country and that major infiltration into southern Israel. But today, finally, it took several days, which is kind of a surprise. This didn't happen already on Saturday. The Israeli government announced essentially an emergency uh, cabinet, emergency war cabinet, What this means is that members of the opposition have agreed to sit with Benjamin Netanyahu in this emergency cabinet. Hmm. Uh, It is a separate cabinet than the current governing cabinet. So it's not like there's going to be a minister of finance sitting in this cabinet. And this cabinet is made up of a small group of ministers who will only make decisions pertaining to the war. Hmm. What that means also is that the coalition governing cabinet, which is the most right-wing religious extremist in Israeli history, those people will not be involved oh. in the decision-making regarding this war. So the, the people who are going to be sitting on this war cabinet, two of them are former chiefs of staff of the Israeli military, of the IDF, uh, former defense ministers. And so these are very serious people with good backgrounds when it comes to military uh, situations. 
And I think this is a, a message to how serious the situation is because a war cabinet like this has not been declared since the 1967 Six-Day War. And it also is sort of a message of seriousness and unity to the country saying like, don't worry, this is in the, the right hands. We are together on this, no matter how we originally felt about each other. And also, you know, without saying it, the people who are tend to make the most extremist statements that we've seen in the last few months, they're not the ones who are going to be making the decisions on this war. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because when I hear war cabinet, I my mind goes to a possible ground incursion into Gaza. What should we make of that as it relates to possible next moves? Oh, I mean, I, first of all, having any sort of war cabinet goes to show you that this is not over anytime soon. This is just beginning. Hmm. And so ground incursion is definitely on the table. I would be surprised if there are no Israeli boots on the ground in Gaza in the near future. That will shock me. The question is, what will that look like? Hmm. Will it be a full reoccupation of Gaza? Will it be uh, on the outskirts? What will that potentially look like? Um, but I don't think there's a question of if something will happen of boots on the ground, but it's more about when and what will it look like. So what we know so far is more than 300,000 reservists have been called up to serve in the Israeli 300, military. 300,000, wow. Yeah, so this is a country of, you know, 9 million. So almost everybody knows somebody or has a family member who has been called up to serve. And also, this war cabinet is also an indication that they they know that another front could very easily open in this war in the north with Hezbollah. Right. I was going to ask, President Biden yesterday was very clear in warning any other groups in the region to not try anything. So is that message getting through, you think? Hard to tell uh, with Hezbollah. But listen, eh, that's always been the big concern. Whenever I've spoken to uh, people, high-ranking officials in the Israeli military, the Israeli government or security experts here, they always talk about the north. And they that's their biggest fear. Because Hezbollah's arsenal far eclipses Hamas's arsenal. It's like the J, like Hamas's JV and, and Hezbollah's varsity, oh. if not bigger, in terms of their capabilities, in terms of the force that they have behind them. And that, that American carrier that's off in the Mediterranean Ocean right now, that's not there for Hamas. That's there for Hezbollah. But wait, if Hezbollah is varsity and Hamas is JV and we saw what Hamas did, I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's very terrifying. And that's why Hezbollah getting involved, especially while there's another front open, is the biggest concern for Israeli security officials. The damage that a out, full-out war with Hezbollah would cause, not only for Israel, but also, I should add, to Lebanon and to the people of Lebanon, that is a major concern. Now, something that may be keeping Hezbollah out of the picture right now is the domestic situation in Lebanon is terrible and has been terrible. Hmm. Uh, the Lebanese prime minister has already said, you know, we don't want to get involved, but he doesn't really exactly have power over Hezbollah. We have seen a few little uh, bits and things happening along the border. I don't want to diminish them. People have died already on the northern border. Israeli soldiers have died. Right. Um, Hezbollah f um, militants have died. There was an infiltration um, where people tried, tried to come across the border. There have been mortars. There has been Israeli helicopters firing uh, right along the confrontation line, they call it. So it's not like it's completely quiet up there. There are things happening, but this is where things get into the details. In southern Lebanon, it's not just Hezbollah. There are Palestinian militant groups there as well. There's Hamas. There's Islamic Jihad. Now, sometimes what happens is those groups will fire rockets or whatever. 
And, you know, then it's kind of like, it, it's, it's a nice way to say, oh, Hezbollah is not fully involved. So we don't have to get into a full out, right out, full out war because it's these guys instead. Mm. But the reality is nothing happens in Southern Lebanon without Hezbollah knowing about it and being okay with it. So if things tick up and, you know, just in the last few hours, now we've had a poss possibility of, you know, air infiltrations that might have been a false alarm in the North. If those things tick up, and Israel decides to respond in some way, and it turn, it can turn easily into something big. All it takes is one event. All it takes is either one mistake or one, you know, missile landing somewhere that kills a bunch of Israelis, or like what happened uh, in 2006 when an Israeli soldier was kidnapped. Uh, you know, Israeli soldiers were kidnapped. That, that can turn this into a totally, like, full-on regional war. More with CNN's Hadass Gold on the other side of the break. Shopify's taking the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing for your retail store? Upgrade your point of sale system with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Get award-winning support and see why millions of businesses worldwide trust Shopify. Do retail right. Grab your $1 trial at shopify.com slash CNN. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Now back to Tug of War and more of my conversation with CNN's Hadass Gold. What should we make of the Iran piece of all this? Like, do we know at this point how involved they may have been in the initial attack, if at all? Well, I mean... Iran is involved, period, because Iran backs these groups. So, you know, they provide and are fully open about it. And these groups, you know, thank Iran for their support all the time. And these groups go meet with the Iranians. Like, they're involved. There's not a question about whether they're involved or not. There is a question about, were they the ones, was the Iranian, like, Revolutionary Guard training these people, like, one-on-one? -on -one? Were they the ones, you know, drafting up the plans? There have been reports to that. Um, and I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we find out that they were very much involved. Uh, I think it's just a question of what, what was the level of involvement and what does Israel do with that? I think right now Israel's not thinking about Iran. I mean, at the, for this moment, I think right now Israel's very much focused on, on its... More pressing matters. Yeah, more pressing matters on its borders. Yeah, and we should say Iran has denied any involvement in the attack. Hadass, thank you. Thank you. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz, Anna Sterla, Krista Bow, and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson. Thank you for listening. Be back tomorrow with another update. And of course, in the meantime, head over to CNN.com or the CNN app for the very, very latest. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>